his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Those buildings, that one gentleman said, are just about 11 stories high left of the World Trade Center, Ralph. Well, those buildings and all, in effect, really gone, Juliet, and they'll be there no more. 1010 Winds reporter Juliet Papa, you're listening to 1010 Winds WINS New York, an Infinity Broadcasting Station. Here's where we stand right now. It was uh, just about uh, six hours ago now, six hours ago roughly, that one plane, a hijacked plane, went crashing into one tower of the World Trade Center, leaving a gaping hole, and then shortly after, another hijacked plane went into the other tower. And then just a matter of time, about an hour or so, one tower collapsed, the top part of it, and then the same for the other tower. There were some reports of other explosions. We heard from Mayor Giuliani a short time ago. He said the indication that just explosions had something to do with all the damage that was inside the building, that it was not like any other explosions that were set off there. We have no idea how many people may have been killed. The mayor pointing out some of the people who died are firefighters and police officers who had no doubt gone in to, uh, to help rescue and bring people out and then the collapse of the buildings. But the casualty figures will be in the thousands or, as the mayor said, more than we can actually bear. Now, let's get an update on traffic. We'll be going to Stan Brooks and hear from Larry Cantor and other reporters in just a moment. But Matt Ward has the latest on the things that are open and closed as far as travel. Well, we are making some progress on the uh, subways. In fact, they've restored uh, service on the A, B, C, D, E, F, J, M, and L lines, and also the 5 and the 7 trains, but still because of power problems, uh, there's no service on the IRT 1, 2, 3, 4, or 9 lines. Jersey Transit still disrupted. Northeast Carter, North Jersey Coastline, Raritan Valley Line, no Amtrak service on the Northeast Carter, and just limited service out of town on both Metro North and Long Island Railroad. The airports uh, remain closed nationwide. Ferry service available from Pier 11 Wall Street, uh, West 38th and East 34th, and also at Pier A, Battery Park, to New Jersey, Brooklyn, and Queens. Across the Upper East River, you can go to Queens, but you can't drive into Manhattan or the Bronx. Midtown Tunnel, Queensboro Bridge, closed to Manhattan, but open going back to Queens. George Washington Bridge Upper Level has been reopened going back to Jersey, but the lower level is still closed either way, as is the inbound upper level. Holland and Lincoln Tunnel still shut down in each direction. Brooklyn, Manhattan, Williamsburg Bridge is closed to traffic. I see an interesting sight here in our jam cam. People uh, by the hundreds or thousands walking across the Manhattan Bridge heading uh, back over to Brooklyn. Many of the area roads are also closed heading towards the city like New Jersey's Route 446 and Route uh, 3 coming down to the Meadowlands area on Long Island. The West Bend, LIE, Northern and Southern State also uh, blocked off trying to come back towards the city. So those are places to avoid. Ralph? That is uh, Matt Ward with updates every 10 minutes or so on what's going on as far as travel. You're listening to live continuing coverage on 1010 Winds. A major terror attack in the United States. The focus in here in New York on the World Trade Towers, which no longer exist. Basically, you might see some structures still there, but they're really gone. And inside, a, a mounting number of people who either died or who were injured. And then again, another hijacked plane crashing into the Pentagon. And uh, that was confirmed to be a flight out of Dulles, American Flight 77. that was supposed to go to Los Angeles, but instead crashed into the Pentagon. And then another plane, a fourth one, that crashed in southeast of Pittsburgh. And there is speculation that that plane was part of this whole terror attack as well. But it crashed. We're not sure just what happened. And we may never, ever know as far as that goes. But it was a hijacked airliner. And all two American and two United planes hijacked, setting off this a wave of terrorism today. 1010 Wins uh, Senior Correspondent Stan Brooks is with us. Stan? And Ralph, you mentioned just a couple of minutes ago that uh, the hours later they're still burning. And I'm in Chinatown watching the smoke billow from the remains.
ends of the World Trade Center towers, and it's an awful sight. And Paul Hoffman was there this morning uh, when the planes hit, and he was stunned by what he saw. It, it looked like something surreal. It looked like a plane. So both of them looked like planes flew into the building just simply disappeared. They were in the air, and suddenly it was gone. It looked like it, it evaporated. Um, they both clearly went right into the building. They didn't just crash and break apart. They went into the building. Dozens of people were jumping out of the building. It's a sight that you can imagine. It is a horrific sight, and people just wandered away from there, masks on their face, uh, some of them covered with this white ash because of the buildings collapsed. It just showered the area with this dust. I saw people just standing, uh, leaning on a car, stunned. And the New Yorkers are responding. I saw one man, when he collapsed to the ground, two others were right by his side there to help him. They called over the cops. The cops radioed for help. We're going to get him to a hospital. People seem to be reacting you know, as calmly as they can in this situation, shocked by what happened. Thousands going over the Manhattan Bridge to Brooklyn, others walking uptown, others walking downtown, and it's just incredible. And I have to say, when uh, when I thought about this, the first thing that hit me was sounded like Pearl Harbor, an awful sneak attack on unsuspecting innocent people. Uh, just horrible. Uh, but as the mayor said, New York will respond, and I trust we will. That is 1010 Wednesday reporter Stan Brooks, but the devastating results is unprovoked attack. Uh, cowardly attack, as the mayor put it, by barbarians. But uh, the real point is that the rescue effort is underway. This story, in a sense, is just unfolding, even though this happened six hours ago. The rescue effort is just really getting started, the search in the building. And as the mayor pointed out, we lost firefighters and police officers along with how many civilians we simply don't know. And uh, there is a major emergency effort underway. Hospitals throughout the New York area involved in this, and they need help. They need blood. For that part of our story right now, let's get back to 1010 Winds reporter Larry Cantor. And the mayor said all 170 hospitals in the city are being used to treat the injured. And blood is what they need right now. Here are some places you can go to donate blood. The New York Blood Center at 310 East 67th Street between 1st and 2nd Avenues. Red Cross Office at 150 Amsterdam Avenue at 66th Street. Yeah, it's in Manhattan, 120 Lawrence Street in Brooklyn, 1625 Forest Avenue on Staten Island. Four locations on Long Island, 2500 Marcus Avenue in Lake Success, 3125 Veterans Highway in Bohemia, 333 Merrick Road in Rockville Center, Route 10 North in Huntington. In Westchester County, there's a donation site at 525 Executive Boulevard in Elmsford, and in New Jersey, 167 New Street in New Brunswick. Besides these locations, Many area hospitals are collecting blood themselves. And uh, here's a number you can call to find out the location nearest you. That's 800-933-2566. 800-933-2566. And very important right now is the donation of O-negative blood. That's the universal donor. And they are very low on the supply of O-negative blood. Ralph? All right, Larry Cantor, we'll keep you up to date in that part of our stories we have been doing. Uh, Winds News Time 307 on this terrible day, the day of the attack on the World Trade Center. Two planes, hijacked planes crashing into the towers. They're basically gone now. They have, for the most part, collapsed. And another plane crashing into the Pentagon. Uh, it does appear there was a small bomb outside the State Department. Washington is in a state of emergency, basically closed down. Uh, New York is uh, forging on the best we can. Lower Manhattan, of course, in chaos. Let's go live to 1010 Winds reporter Eileen LaPommer. 
Well, Ralph, right now I am on Hudson Street and Duane Street, where police continue to push people back. Now the people who have gathered are kind of spectators, bringing out their own personal camcorders, trying to catch a glimpse, all watching the smoke that keeps pouring from the World Trade Centers a few blocks away. The police have set up their barricades. Um, others are just standing around trying to figure out how can they help, what can they do. Other people wondering about those blood centers that Larry Kanner was just speaking about. Others live downtown, down by Battery Park City. They want to know, will they be able to go home? Of course, this is a much calmer scene than it was about six hours ago. I was three blocks from the World Trade Centers when they came down. Here's the tape. Of course, that is the sound of people running north, of police officers just telling people to get down, to get into buildings, because smoke was billowing up Broadway, up towards City Hall, and people were running. Eileen LaPalmer, 1010 Winds, live on Hudson Street in Lower Manhattan. And we're going right to Al Jones, 1010 Winds reporter Al Jones with more, Al. And Ralph, I'm just a little uh, west of where Eileen is. I'm over on Greenwich Avenue, and you know, the odd thing here is that uh, you stand here and you look north, and uh, you know, it's sunshine, a beautiful blue day, uh, the streets are... Uh, fairly empty. It's like a Sunday uh, a Sunday morning here in the uh, lower Manhattan. You turn around and the two towers that used to dominate the skyline of the south now are simply gone. And that's what I think is shocking uh, the people down here the most is that something so large, something that you identified with New York can just simply disappear in a matter of hours. And all that shock is starting to wear off for some and it's being replaced by anger. Eugene Foti among those who got out of number one World Trade Center and he's mad. To me, I'm like, if I'm George Bush, they ain't wrong war. I mean, I know these, these guys, are, you know, this, this is a holy war. They're, they're not afraid to die, but, you know, you got to you gotta put these guys out of the misery. One way or another, this is incredible. You can't... And one woman, Mary Both, in tears, asked me what happened. So I told her. And then she grabbed my arm and looked at me and said, the world's changed, hasn't it? And, you know, Ralph, I guess, uh, in a way, it has. It has, Al, drastically, and I don't think we even have any idea yet how deep this is going to go before this day is over in the next few days as things unfold. Al Jones and the rescue effort still underway at the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center. And now the FAA says nothing's going to fly until at least noon tomorrow. There's no trading on the markets. There may not be tomorrow. We don't know about that yet. New York City Public Schools, the kids were kept there. Most of them are letting out about now, I presume. We don't know about schools tomorrow. But let's find out the situation from 1010 Winds reporter Mona Rivera. Mona? Ralph, a lot of parents of New York City school kids were worried all day. Many of them had seen their kids off this morning. It was a normal day, and then at work, parents heard about the attack at the World Trade Center. I'm here at PS20 in Brooklyn, and Tracy Hines heard about this at, at work. She walked from the Metrotech Center to PS20 a couple of miles, says it took her about an hour to pick up her daughter, and I was there as they were reunited. I mean, I just, the only thing I wanted to do was to get to my daughter. I have to get to my daughter. Please, let us, please. Can we go? Can we go? Can we go? And to the point where the voice says, we got to go. So you walked all the way over here? Yes. There she, she is. Hi, your mom came to get you. You're happy to see you her? Yeah. Was you worried? Yes, because I was worried about my father. He was well, in Manhattan. Yeah, I spoke with him. He's all right. And what did they tell you here at the school? They said that he's all right and that the fire, and that the fire isn't over there. 
The New York City Board of Ed kept the schools open, keeping the schools open late. Many kids are still here at school. Parents wishing to pick up their child have to show ID to do so. The mayor says that buses and uh, subways are running again, so kids with metro cards can get home the normal way. But no child will be released by a bus driver unless someone is there to meet them. The anticipation, of course, that some parents may be stuck in buildings, not able to get home. So the uh, Board of Ed is saying call your school principal to make arrangements. And on a side note, parents who are arriving here to pick up their kids are hugging them. Very thankful that no schools were hit. Mona Rivera, 1010 Winds, live at PS20 in Brooklyn. But imagine the terrifying thoughts of some of these children just seeing this and hearing about this and wondering about their parents who might be working in that area or just wonder what's going on in a day like today. Uh, just uh, just one of the many uh, thousands and thousands of uh, people affected by this, some actually dying in the explosions at the World Trade Center today and at the Pentagon. Let's go back to uh, Matt Ward. He's got an update on just where we stand because a lot of things are not happening on this horrible day. Well, the only thing that's happening across the Hudson right now is the George Washington Bridge upper level coming back to the Jersey side. That's been reopened for about an hour or so. The uh, closures continue, though, in other places like the FDR Drive in both directions, Battery Park underpass all the way to the Triborough Bridge. There's also closures on the Cross Bronx West of the Bruckner and the Deegan south at 230th Street. I'm seeing a lot of traffic on the Tappan Zee, which has been open all day. The Tappan Zee, very crowded, coming back into Westchester County. Across the Upper East River, you can go to Queens, but not to Manhattan or the Bronx. Midtown Tunnel and Queensboro Bridge closed to Manhattan, but open back to Queens. And the traffic is also uh, very crowded. If trying to cross the Lower East River, you can't do it. Brooklyn, Manhattan, Williamsburg Bridges, unless you're on foot, we've spotted a lot of people walking across the Manhattan Bridge, heading back over to Brooklyn. A couple of transit notes. New Jersey transit from Newark's Penn Station. There is now limited outbound service on the Northeast Carter and North Jersey Coastline and Raritan Line and limited service uh, from Penn Station New York City to Penn Station Newark and no service coming back into New York City. The airports, of course, remain closed nationwide. Metro North are going to be running on a Saturday schedule now on their trains uh, coming uh, out of uh, Grand Central uh, Terminal and uh, the uh, limited service continues. Otherwise, Amtrak still with no service on the Northeast Carter and Long Island Railroad limited service out of New York City. IRT subway lines 1, 2, 3, 4, and 9 still disrupted by power problems. Ralph, back to you. All right, Matt Ward, and we'll go back to Matt, of course, as we've been doing every 10 minutes or so to keep you up to date on the travel situation. Now, as we mentioned, uh, the, I've been telling you all along that two aircraft crashed into the Twin Towers, another crashed into the Pentagon, Washington. Well, let's find out what's happening in Washington and more about that part of the story as we go to 1010 Wednesday reporter Doug O'Brien. Uh, thank you, Ralph. In Washington, American Airlines Flight 77 was the plane that crashed into the north side of the Pentagon after being hijacked after taking off from Washington's Dulles Airport for L.A. Part of the building is collapsed. In fact, it looks kind of like a cake that somebody's tried to take a slice out of. A Navy spokesman told a TV station there that there were fatalities inside the building. It's believed most of the people, if not all of them on the aircraft, were killed. There are seven critical injuries that are known and details such as these sorts of statistics are coming out of Washington as slowly as they are in New York. It's known that Barbara Olson was on the plane. She, a former congressional staffer and Republican Party activist, a frequent TV pundit. It's also known that she did make a cell phone telephone call from the plane. Generally in Washington, a state of emergency exists. All roads into the Capitol have been closed. Roads out of the Capitol are open. Virginia Congress member James Moran, by 
the way, says Camp David was to be one of the targets this morning. That was apparently going to be the target of the hijacked plane that crashed 80 miles east of Pittsburgh this morning. Moran says he got that word during a Marine Corps briefing in Washington. And one of the passengers on that plane had locked himself into a restroom, dialed 911 and repeatedly shouted the plane had been hijacked and that it was not a hoax. President, Clint, uh, President Bush is not in Washington. Secretary of State Powell is returning to the U.S. from South America. Other senior officials evacuated to undisclosed locations. Vice President Cheney and the National Security Advisor Condoleezza Rice working with the Federal Emergency Management Agency. Likewise, uh, they are in an undisclosed location, by the way. The location of the various members of President Bush's family remains undisclosed. The president himself, however, we are just informed, has arrived at Office Air Force Bay Offutt Air Force Base. That's near Omaha, Nebraska. Now, the military, the entire U.S. military has gone into its highest state of alert. The Navy has dispatched aircraft carriers, cruisers, and destroyers and amphibious ships to the waters off New York and Washington. The warships will be on alert for defensive purposes. The amphibious vessels are carrying Marines and sailors who will be on standby for evacuation, rescue, and medical work. The border between the U.S. and Mexico has been closed. The border between the U.S. and Canada is open, but on the highest state of alert. Elsewhere around the country, principal tourist attractions in California and Florida are shut down. There is no stock trading in the U.S. today. It's not known when the markets will reopen. The Sears Tower in Chicago has been closed. And the state government in Connecticut has shut down. Its principal figures have moved to a command center in a National Guard armory. Winds News Time 316. Ralph? That is a 1010 Winds reporter Doug O'Brien with a look at some of the aspects outside of the city and some in. Uh, the New York National Guard has been activated to do relief to help later on with the uh, firefighters and police when they need a break. And Connecticut National Guard is on uh, standby as well, just in case. 1010 Winds reporter Steve Kastenbaum. Steve? Oh, uh, Ralph, uh, some sobering uh, um, information is coming out to us now as uh, some of the emergency workers emerge from lower Manhattan and the World Trade Center area. Uh, first of all, I spoke to a couple of uh, nurses and uh, local doctors doctors who rushed to the scenes in their scrubs, and uh, they told me prior to the building collapses, there were two triage centers set up at the ground level on the sidewalks outside the buildings. When the World Trade Center buildings uh, came down, all of that debris tumbled and fell upon all the injured as well as the emergency workers who were tending to them at those triage centers. We are talking about hundreds of people who were in the direct path of the debris. We are told many of them have died. Many of them have since been transported uh, to uh, area hospitals and uh, some hospitals that aren't so close to the area. Uh, one emergency worker said to me, um, all of the minor injuries have already been treated. They've already been taken to area hospitals, as have the critical. Basically, right now, she said uh, her exact words were, anyone who's coming out of there now is going to be dead. And I quote her directly. Uh, the other sobering um, uh, fact that I've got was from a firefighter who looked extremely exhausted as he walked out of the building area. I uh, asked him, are you guys able to even get into the World Trade Center building to fight the fire? And he said they haven't even entered that building. They've been busy fighting uh, secondary fires in the surrounding buildings in the World Trade Center area as a result of the initial blasts and the debris falling from the collapse of the buildings. So there's no telling how long uh, this fire will uh, continue to burn out of control out of uh, half of one of the remaining uh, structures here, what used to be the Twin Towers. So uh, again, this is still a very much a fluid, very much an active scene here in lower Manhattan. Steve Kastenbaum, 1010 Winds, live outside City Hall. Ralph? That is a Steve Kastenbaum and gave us an indication right 
right there some of our greatest fears, and that is that what the death toll might be. He didn't have figures, of course, but pointing out, as one rescue worker was saying, that that uh, that they're going to be finding a lot of bodies. Hardly anybody might be alive up there in the Twin Towers. And another fear we had that some of the rescue people responded at first were then caught when those buildings collapsed, too. And that does seem to be the case. And Mayor Giuliani indicating that we lost firefighters and police. And the word is still kind of whizzing around in my head anyway that the mayor, when asked about casualties, said more than any of us can bear. Now, the hospitals all around are involved in this effort. Let's uh, go to hear more about the injured. Here's 1010 Winds uh, reporter Larry Cantor. Yes, the mayor says all 170 hospitals in the city are being used. And also uh, across the uh, Hudson River, these uh, hospitals in Jersey City and elsewhere in New Jersey, a lot of the injured have been taken over there. In fact, injured are still being ferried from lower Manhattan over to Liberty State Park, sort of a triage center set up there. The mayor said there were 1,500 of what he called the walking wounded at Liberty State Park. He said 600 in local hospitals and about 150 in critical condition. Earlier, we had reports from a couple of hospitals. Beekman Downtown Hospital said three people were dead on arrival there and 20 were in extremely critical condition. And St. Vincent's was reporting two dead and 15 critical. That information, though, now is perhaps almost two hours old and we can only guess at what the numbers are now. In Jersey City, at the Jersey City Medical Center, 100 patients uh, brought there so far. And mostly bumps and bruises, according to officials there. But he said also there were several that were in serious condition. Lots of things are closed. Just imagine that everything in New York City is closed just about. But uh, elsewhere, there are some closings in New Jersey. Uh, things like um, Rutgers University and classes canceled at Seton Hall University. All the Atlantic League, minor league baseball games canceled. All major league baseball games are canceled for that matter. Camden County College is closed. And over on Long Island, uh, Roosevelt Field Mall is closed. So has the mall at the source, Walt Whitman Mall and Smith Haven Mall. And today was primary day, but uh, the governor canceled all elections today. Ralph? Sundown Winds reporter Larry Cantor with just some of the many aspects of this horrendous story that's still just unfolding. The two uh, hijacked planes crashing into the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center, causing devastation of the building and uh, causing an untold number of casualties, people dead. And there were people on those planes, as far as we know, the two planes that had been hijacked. There was uh, a plane that crashed in the Pentagon, people aboard that plane, and casualties at the Pentagon. And then there was that fourth plane that crashed southeast of Pennsylvania, all part of this apparently, another hijacked plane, a man uh, with a cell phone calling from that plane that went down near Pittsburgh that uh, we are being hijacked. And a woman had said the same thing. A woman, Barbara Olson, a former congressional staffer, said the same thing from the plane that crashed in the Pentagon with a cell phone saying that we were hijacked. Now, let's get a rundown of just what's uh, transpiring again with the bridges and the tunnels and the rails and so on. And once again, Matt Ward. Well, we uh, check up on some of the area roadways in the Deegan. Uh, southbound side of the Bronx is closed at 230th Street. The northbound side is open. Southbound Henry Hudson Parkway is closed down by the Henry Hudson Bridge, but the northbound side is open. Also, the FDR Drive is shut down Battery Park underpass to the Triborough Bridge, and the uh, traffic is pretty much uh, blocked off on the west side highway in the Harlem River Drive, too, coming up to the George Washington Bridge. Across the Hudson, you can use the Tappan Zee, although it's very crowded coming back into Westchester County as we watch it on the camera. George Washington Bridge upper level is open, getting back to New Jersey, but everything else across the Hudson remains very quiet. It's closed off completely, and trying to cross the East River, you can go to Queens, uh, but not to Manhattan on or the Bronx on the 
the Upper East River bridges. Midtown Tunnel, Queensboro Bridge are shut down to Manhattan, but open heading into Queens. The Lower East River crossings are all closed down in both directions. In fact, we spotted lots of walkers trekking across the Manhattan Bridge, heading back over to Brooklyn. Loads of mass transit problems. All the airports, of course, remain closed off around the nation. Metro North, no service into Grand Central. Limited service out of Manhattan. Jersey Transit coming from Newark's Penn Station. There's limited service on outbound trains on the Northeast Carter, North Jersey Coastline, and Raritan Line. And limited service for between Penn Station and New York City and Penn Station and Newark heading uh, southbound, but no service into New York City. Long Island Railroad, limited service out of New York City. And still some ferry service available from Pier 11, Wall Street, West 38th Street, East 34th, and also at Pier A, Battery Park to New Jersey, Brooklyn, and Queens. Ralph? And the basic message, Matt Warden, everybody, is don't come, don't come into the city if you don't have to because it's just too much congestion. They really don't want you here. They've got to deal with the emergency and try to stay away. And, uh, yes, you may be wondering about theater and other things like that. You obviously should call ahead to see what's going to happen. We don't have any information on that, by the way. But what we do know is uh, no planes flying in the United States, no commercial planes until at least noon tomorrow. All flights have been grounded. And across the country, even Greyhound buses, intercity service has been disrupted. 1010 Winds reporter Glenn Shuck is at the uh, police academy in the Manhattan's east side. And, uh, Glenn, that's where the command center has been set up. What's going on? Mayor Giuliani described what he saw earlier at the World Trade Center as a horrific scene. He was there right as the, the uh, terrorist activity was happening. He called it the worst in his life. He saw the streets littered with bodies and with debris. The state of emergency, as you mentioned, will continue at least until tomorrow. The mayor is asking residents to stay calm. He's also asking them to say a prayer for those lost. We, everybody should in their own way say a prayer. I ask God for help and for assistance and... Uh, and also ask God to give us the strength to overcome this, because I know we're, we're going to need strength to overcome it. Mayor says police and fire personnel are at the scene as of about 2,000 strong about 15 minutes ago. As you mentioned, the number of dead is still not known. About 1,500 wounded treated near the scene. Another 1,000 now, we're told, at local hospitals. The National Guard, Governor Pataki tells me, is en route. Also about 2,000 strong. We expect another briefing from the mayor in about 90 minutes from now. Glenn Shock, 1010 wins live on the Lower East Side. All right, Glenn, and we'll be going live for that mayor's briefing once that does happen, as we did the last time. You're hearing live continuing coverage right here in 1010 wins. The very latest on the awful terror attack here in New York and in Washington. The two planes, hijacked planes, crashing into the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center about six and a half hours ago, and uh, another plane into the Pentagon. We don't have the uh, full details on that either, as far as how many people may have been injured there, but in all cases, there were people aboard these planes as well. These planes that have been apparently hijacked in a coordinated terrorist attack in New York and in Washington, but causing ripples across the United States and around the world, for that matter. Some of the injured that Glenn talking to, uh, talked about have been taken to St. Vincent's Hospital. Let's see what the latest is there as we go live to 1010 Winds reporter Terry Sheridan. Okay, Ralph, we're expecting a briefing at 4 o'clock with new numbers, but we just had a briefing with the chaplains of the hospital who have said that among the 209 that have been brought in and among the three who have died has been a New York City firefighter who was involved in the rescue uh, effort. All the people that have been brought in were people not inside of the Trade Center but who were on the ground or who were emergency um, emergency workers. They, uh, they were taken here, a lot of them serious. 18 are in critical condition, a lot of them just with smoke inhalation, a lot of them suffering from trauma, and uh, the police and the emergency workers, fire workers that come in, are just completely covered in this gray suit. Uh, St. Vincent's has set up a, a, a headquarters. If you are inquiring whether one of your loved ones is here, it is at the new school on 12th Avenue off 5th, or 12th Street off 5th Avenue. You can also call 
1010-1010-1010-1010-1010-1010-1010-1010-1010-1010-1010-1010-1010-1010-1010-1010-1010-1010-1010-1010-1010-1010-1010-1010-1010-1010-1010-1010-1010-1010-1010-1010-1010-1
in Bohemia, 333 Merrick Road in Rockville Center, Route 10 North in Huntington, and Westchester at 525 Executive Boulevard in Elmsford, in New Jersey, 167 New Street in New Brunswick. And for that matter, a hospital in your neighborhood may be collecting blood. You can just walk right in. Ralph? All right, that is 1010 Winds reporter Larry Cantor with a blood situation for us. We'll have a look at traffic in just a moment, too. And also, we do expect a Pentagon briefing at any moment, so we'll go to that, too. Uh, Mel Giannino is with us. He was on the 66th floor of Tower Number 1 when the plane crashed into the building today. Mel, tell me what it was like. Well, it wasn't pleasant. I was, I was in my office. Uh, I had just gotten there about 20 minutes earlier and uh, uh, sitting at the desk, and uh, all of a sudden I uh, heard a large, uh, a large boom, a large explosion, and looked out my window and uh, just saw uh, flames and, and debris and papers uh, cascading outside it. It must have been a heck of a jolt. No, it was. It was. Uh, it felt like the building was uh, was tipping. It uh, it leaned forward and, and, and back and, and rocked a few times before it finally settled again. And what did you do? Uh, <laughs> well, after that, uh, the, the floor was relatively empty, um, the 66th floor. And um, uh, after that happened, we just um, went to the um, to the staircases and uh, and made our way downstairs. Hmm. And you were there in 1993 during the other explosion. Yes, I was. Uh, the same floor, or uh, no, it's 64th floor. Mm-hmm. Is well, this enough? Uh, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, of I course. Think. Obviously, the, the, the towers are gone, so we know that too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, so you made it out, and was there smoke in it as you're going down in the building? Uh, yes, there was. Not as much as the uh, during the explosion the first time in '93. Um, but there was an acrid smell, and uh, but it was it was a fairly orderly progression down the stairs, and uh, um, everybody made it out pretty well. It was actually the evacuation a lot uh, a lot quicker than 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 the last time with the bombing. Do you know what floors were actually hit? How far above you was it? Like twenty floors above you, maybe roughly the main impact. I'm not sure. I'm hearing. I'm hearing it was eighty the eighty second floor. Originally, we thought it was on the seventy third floor, but. Uh, um, listening to the radio, uh, I understand it was the 82nd floor. And several floors were wrecked anyway. And, so and yeah, the, the floors above were engulfed. Well, I'm so glad that you escaped, and we thank you very much for talking with us. You're welcome. Mel Giannino, who was on the 66th floor today, and this is the second time he's been through a, a terrorist attack at the World Trade Center, which in effect is no longer existent. But still a major rescue effort underway there. Again, we expect a Pentagon briefing momentarily. But let's get back to Matt Ward and an update on the, where we stand and travel. Are you there, Matt? Well, we'll get to Matt in just a moment then. Uh, Matt Ward is keeping us up to date, but a lot of roads have been closed. For example, like the thruway coming in, a lot of the Long Island roads were closed up to keep people from coming into the city. Uh, President Bush has put the military on high alert. He says we are being tested. Terrorism against our nation will not stand. The president has been moved around. He gave a taped statement that was made, I believe, in Louisiana. Then he last heard he's at an air base in Omaha. So the president is being very carefully guarded. Uh, Mayor Giuliani uh, talked with the reporters a short time ago, too, and gave us an assessment. We also expect to hear from the mayor a little later on today with another assessment of just where we are. 1010 Winds reporter Carol Diori has been talking to people on Long Island and what's been going on there. Today's disaster meant people walked for miles, for hours from lower Manhattan to the outer boroughs. They walked from downtown Brooklyn to try and get to parts further east. I found Abraham Flint resting at the corner of Eastern Parkway and Washington Avenue. He said the only thing he could think of as he walked was it was like being in the middle of a war. Walking down Flatbush Avenue, I 
felt I was part of a large war refugee contingent. And I also saw people who had been in the building, rescue workers, they were covered with smoke, they were in a state of shock, dust. Anybody who survived it, it's a miracle. People have all ranges of emotions. I found a young teenager walking from downtown Brooklyn. He was headed to Brownsville. He was very angry. He said the worst of all this, he doesn't think the U.S. will have a good response. What we're going to do about it? Nothing we could do. So emotions run very deep. He's angry. Other people are just very sad. I've seen people crying. Carol Dioria Tetan wins in Brooklyn. Before this day is over, there will be a lot of tears. We have no idea whatsoever how many people may have been killed at the World Trade Center, but obviously uh, scores, if not hundreds, if not thousands, were, and that's just beside the many injured. We do know of at least around 2,000 people, roughly, have been treated or were injured. That's a rough figure, but we're sort of assessing as we go from hospital to hospital. Now, let's go to 1010 Wins reporter Eileen LaPalmer. Well, Ralph, I'm here on uh, Hudson Street and Duane Street, um, where emergency vehicles continue to zoom down Hudson Street. They're heading towards a site that used to be the World Trade Center. I've seen ambulances go by, squad cars, and even a bomb squad truck. There are people, though, just standing around in the street. They're just looking up, watching the dark cloud of smoke that continues to hover in the south sky. They're sometimes, uh, sometimes it's even blocking the sun. And the people here have brought out their cameras and are kind of gawking uh, and looking. Um, there are others uh, lining the street. They're just dumbfounded by the the enormity of this tragedy. Six hours ago, though, this street was filled with people screaming, panicking, running for their lives, running north, and I even talked to one woman who survived and made her way out of Tower 2 before it collapsed. There are 92 floors, and I stopped on the 70-something floor because they said everything was okay, and the second plane crashed. Into the second building, right? Yeah. So it happened, so it was the first tower one was hit first? Yes. Oh, my God. And now... Again, Lower Manhattan is under lockdown right now. People who live here are obviously thankful to be alive, but now their thoughts are turning to how are they going to get home and where are they going to spend the night. Eileen LaPalmer, 1010 Winds, live on Hudson and Duane Street. As far as that travel question, Matt Ward returns with us in just a couple minutes with a full update on just where we stand on travel situations. The uh, complex has about 50,000 workers. The World Trade Center complex, about 50,000 workers, not all in those two towers. But then keep in mind all the thousands of people who go there for state business or other business whatever business that go into that complex every day in addition to the people working there. And then there were people in the two planes, the two hijacked planes that crashed into the World Trade Center. A terrible, horrible story still unfolding. And we'll keep you up to date on 1010 Winds as we've been doing. Let's, we've been hearing more from our reporters, giving us more insight into what's going on. Here's 1010 Winds reporter Juliet Papa. Ralph, I'm downtown here, downtown Beekman uh, Hospital, uh, right behind City Hall, and we've been seeing uh, people with uh, broken arms leave, and uh, one gentleman here who actually spoke with us had bandages around his eyes. He's got corneous scratches. Uh, he works at Morgan Stanley. He said he was a little late for work. He works in one of the towers on the 68th floor. This is what happened. Well, I saw the second explosion. I didn't see anything hit the building, but all of a sudden I saw flames and I saw everything pop out of the windows and everything. And um, uh, I was standing talking to a couple of people and then I found a co-worker and then all of a sudden it looked like the whole building was going to come down. And um, uh, I, I was running with everyone else opposite the building. I was on Broadway, so we were walk, running away from it and I fell and I was trampled on.
So he has eye injuries, and he's been out of the loop, so I don't think he even realizes the magnitude of what happened uh, because he said he was wondering if his coworkers were going to be okay. But further down here, as you go further south, the soot gets deeper. It is over everything. It looks like a bizarre sort of snow that's covering cars and it's covering uh, the streets and uh, walking wounded still, just people in, in shock physically, emotionally. It's just uh, an eerie, eerie seen here as just more emergency trucks come downtown. Uh, somebody who was down there said that there are still pockets of flame in what remains of the Twin Towers. There's also another building that's uh, uh, in threat of collapse because one of the uh, towers fell on top of it. They said the soot there is four feet high, cars are overturned, and there are body bags everywhere, Ralph. 1010 oh, Winds reporter Juliet Poppin, just a magnitude still to unfold because, as she indicated, there's still fire inside and smoke and so on, so they really haven't got inside to find out just how many people might be inside, either trapped or injured or, or dead. 1010 Winds reporter Mona Rivera live with us on 1010 Winds. Ralph, I've been traveling around talking to worried parents and school kids. As you know, New York City school kids were kept in school all day. Some of them, however, left. I ran into a group of high school kids in Brooklyn say they left their school thinking that maybe they would be bombed. And many parents who left work early walked to their kids' schools to pick them up. It took Shelley Taylor four hours to get to PS58 on Carroll Street between Smith and Court Street in Brooklyn. Being the E goes to school down in the court area. I was worried about a bombing possibly down in downtown Brooklyn. Um, that was my fear, you know. So I was I was worried about that and him being in the immediate area, him out of danger. And you're okay. What were you thinking about at school? Well, I was thinking about my mother that if she's okay at work, because it's smoke spreading out everywhere, because it'll win. Smoke, smoke was everywhere in PS 58, very close to the site of the World Trade Center bombing across the river. Some school kids were told what happened. Some schools say they left it to parents to explain to their kids. As for getting kids home, the mayor says that buses and subways are getting back to normal for kids who normally go by that route. But kids are waiting to be picked up at some schools, and they will be kept late. The schools will be staying open late to give parents time to come and get the kids. Mona Rivera, 1010 Winds, live in Brooklyn. All right, coming up, we expect to hear from the Pentagon shortly, a briefing on the military aspect. The military has been on alert. There are some warships moved closer to New York Harbor. The state has activated the National Guard. Connecticut National Guard is on standby. We're going to get a complete rundown on traffic and so on in just a moment. Al Jones is with us again, 1010 Winds reporter Al Jones. Ralph, you know, one of the uh, one of the strange things here is the tie-in that some of these people have uh, in some respects been through this before if at all you can compare i guess what happened seven years ago to what happened today but tom colden uh, says that seven years ago he was inside world trade center one at his desk uh that they evacuated and uh, that he three of his friends three people that he knew uh died in that terrorist attack this time he was sitting at his desk 64th floor the same thing happens uh, and once again an explosion rocks the building and tom said that they just had to get out Two, two, three firemen, they had a light, and we phoned on the conga line. And... 
And Tom Golden credits those two firemen with saving a lot of lives, that they had the lights and they led everybody down the stairs and outside the building. He said that once the lights went out, everybody just started to go crazy, that that was when uh, folks lost any sort of composure that they had. Now, Eve Thompson's apartment faces the World Trade Center. She said that uh, when the first plane hit, that she obviously ran to her window to see what was going on. And when the second plane hit, she said uh, it was uh, something that she just could not comprehend. She sat and stared at it for a while. Uh, couldn't believe, pinching herself, that it uh, really was happening in front of her. And she said of all the things she saw today, the worst, two people holding hands, jumping, rather than face the flames. Ralph? All right, Al. Al Jones. The, uh, the terrible story that's still unfolding because we just simply don't know how many people died or might have been injured in those explosions today. Let's get the update on just where we stand on travel, and here's Matt Ward. Well, many closures continue around the area, including the Deegan south at 230th Street. The uh, Henry Hudson Bridge also closed southbound side, also becoming uh, from the north heading south. New York State Thruway south and Yonkers shut down on the Palisades Parkway south. They're going to divert you over at exit 2, so uh, be advised of that as well. FDR Drive is closed. Battery Park underpass up through the United Nations up and watching an interesting scene on our jam cam, the Manhattan Bridge. It's closed both ways to traffic, but people uh, by the hundreds and thousands walking across that span for the last uh, several hours that we've been watching, heading back over to Brooklyn along the upper-level Manhattan Bridge. Hudson River crossings also closed down except for the upper-level George Washington Bridge coming back to New Jersey. That uh, particular venue is uh, open to traffic, and the uh, right across the Upper East River, you're not going to be able to get into the Bronx or Manhattan via the Upper East River, and and same deal across the rest of the East River, too, into Manhattan. You cannot do it. Jersey Transit from Newark's Penn Station. Limited outbound service on the Northeast Carter. North Jersey Coast and Raritan Line. Also, uh, we have continuing disruptions of service at the airports. Of course, nationwide, that goes uh, for all the airports. Metro North, no service into Grand Central. Limited service out of Manhattan. And Long Island Railroad, also limited service out of New York City. Many subway disruptions as well because of the continuing problems around town. Ralph? Continuing problems brought on by the terror attack at the World Trade Center today. Two hijacked planes crashing into a tower, one tower, then the other. And then about an hour and a half later, the tower is collapsing, one after the other. We have no idea how many people died. It could be well into the thousands. Uh, the mayor simply said more than any of us can bear. We know there are some dead because some hospitals have reported at least two or three or four people dead here and there. But about at least 2,000 injured being treated. But that number is going to go much, much higher as well. 10-10 wins senior Correspondent Stan Brooks. Stan? And Ralph, I think a lot of the people, they're walking home. I heard shadow traffic talk about the people on the bridge. There are thousands going over the Manhattan Bridge, Brooklyn, other thousands walking up and down the streets of Manhattan. I think they're still in shock. I think they're still dazed by what happened and haven't fully comprehended it. I talked to these two men who were coming down from Manhattan, had walked from 51st Street, and were heading over the bridge.
Ralph. Well, of course, Stan, as we know, it was no accident, of course, a coordinated terror attack. And the other thing, Stan, as far as comp comprehending this, is when we start getting a death toll, it just might be mind-blowing. I mean, I'm not to be overstating or exaggerating, but we simply don't know. Right, and people are saying, uh, we just can't sit still for this. We've got to do something to react. The question is, who do we react against? Well, we don't know. We don't know who did it, why they did it, although we could surmise. And uh, but a horrible message, and not only the devastation that we're talking about and the death toll, but look what the disruption that's happened to the United States, too, in terms of commerce and so on. And uh, it's, a, it's a huge, huge story. The city is just in, in, in strange to see people just wandering back and forth. No place to go and not sure, you know, what happened. I mean, they know what happened, but they can't really fully digest it. It's, it's just mind-boggling to think that we leveled uh, the two planes, purposely smashed into the Trade Center, leveled the two towers, killed maybe thousands of people, and did the same thing in Washington. And uh, the people are just wandering around. They were told to... My wife talked to my wife, and she works in the municipal building. And uh, cops just said, run north, run north, run uptown. Uh, they were afraid other buildings would be hit, other buildings might explode, and more rubble would come down. And then, I'm more, sorry, go ahead. Causing more death and destruction. And Stan, the sad part is some of the dead, some of the injured are people who went racing there to help and set up triage centers below and were rescuers who went there to the towers and then debris rained on them too. Incredible, horrible. And the people aboard the four planes, or four hijacked planes involved in this, another bizarre, hard to believe part of the story. Four people on four, or people on four hijacked planes have died today as well. It shakes all segments of our society, transportation, just Working in an office, uh, just walking down the street. As Stan has suggested, 1010 Wins uh, reporter Stan Brooks, uh, things have just come to a stop in many cases in closing down. Let's hear some of the things that are not happening now, and here's 1010 Wins reporter Larry Cantor. Well, the latest, the lights will not shine on Broadway tonight. The American Theater and uh, League of American Theaters and Producers is closing all Broadway shows for tonight. All the shows have been canceled tonight. And in and around our area, even the uh, some of the malls have closed down in Rockland County. Uh, they've closed down the Nanuet and Palisade Center malls. And also on Long Island, Roosevelt Field, the Mall at the Source, Walt Whitman Mall, Smith Haven Mall, they are all closed. Of course, you should know by now there's no voting today in New York City, even though this was primary day. That's been put off. And uh, classes have been canceled at Rutgers University tonight, as well as Seton Hall University. Meadowlands and Monmouth Park horse tracks closed to live and simulcast racing. Major League Baseball has closed down tonight. Also, the Atlantic, All-Atlantic lead Minor League Baseball. That includes the Newark Bears and the Camden River Sharks. No All right, uh, Larry, I'm sorry to interrupt. Sure. We're going to go to the Pentagon here. Short we got a briefing. Ago, Here's a spokesman. The federal government is asking Karen Hughes. Karen Hughes. to help local communities with search and rescue and emergency management operations to take all appropriate precautions to protect our citizens and to identify those responsible for these despicable attacks on the American people. While some federal buildings have been evacuated for security reasons and to protect our workers, your federal government continues to function effectively. We have a federal emergency response plan, and at President Bush's direction, we are implementing it. We began to implement it immediately after the first attack in New York this morning. We contacted American forces and embassies throughout the world and placed them on high alert. The United States Secret Service immediately secured the President, the Vice President, and the Speaker of the House, and they are all safe. 
They have also secured members of the national security team, the president's cabinet, and senior staff. As you know, President Bush was in Sarasota, Florida when the first attack occurred this morning. Air Force One has now landed at Offutt Air Force Base in Omaha, Nebraska, and the president is in a secure location. He is in continuous communication with the vice president and key members of his cabinet and national security team. Vice President Cheney and our national security advisor, Condoleezza Rice, are in a secure facility at the White House. I have just come from there. The Secretary of Transportation and other members of our White House senior staff are gathered at a command center there, and we are coordinating with other branches of our federal government. The Secretary of Defense remains at the Pentagon, and the Secretary of State is en route back to Washington from his trip to South America. President Bush is conducting a meeting of the National Security Council as we speak. They are meeting President Bush from his location and other members from different locations in Washington and other locations. As many of you have been reporting, the Federal Aviation Administration ordered all airports closed and all planes which were in the air were directed to land at the nearest airport. International flights were diverted to alternate locations outside of the United States. Transportation Secretary Mineta has directed the Federal Aviation Administration to suspend operations until at least noon tomorrow. So no airline flights will operate until at least then and until the FAA announces that operations will be resumed. Secretary Mineta has also issued orders controlling the movement of all vessels in United States navigable waters. The Federal Emergency Management Agency has activated eight urban search and rescue task forces in New York, and four of these highly trained teams are at work here in Washington at the Pentagon. Every federal agency has implemented continuity of operations plans to make sure the government continues to function effectively. While the markets closed today because of the situation in Manhattan, the United States financial system has continued to operate. Banks have been open all day. The Federal Reserve has operated regularly and continuously. The Department of Health and Human Services has mobilized medical personnel and supplies to provide help to local authorities who are working so diligently to respond and try to help the victims of these terrible attacks. President Bush has committed the full resources of our intelligence and law enforcement communities to identify and bring to swift justice those responsible for these despicable attacks. The Department of Justice is setting up a hotline for families who fear that their relatives may have been victims of one of these attacks, and we will be announcing that telephone number shortly. Our fellow citizens and our freedom came under attack today, and no one should doubt America's resolve. President Bush and all our country's leaders thank the many Americans who are helping with rescue and relief efforts. We ask our fellow Americans for your prayers, for the victims, for their families, for the rescue workers, and for our country. Thank you all very much, and we will continue to update you 
as information is available and confirmed. That is Karen Hughes, uh, who is a counsel to President Bush, announcing what steps the federal government has taken. She walked away. She was not answering any questions. We still may have more from the Pentagon, maybe from the FBI later, and perhaps from the president as well. She pointed out, and this, of course, was not the president speaking or the vice president or any other elected official, was the president's counsel, Karen Hughes, but uh, pointing out that military forces and embassies are on high alert, that the, uh, the Secret Service immediately secured the safety of the president, the vice president, the house speaker, and the national security, and the cabinet, and so on, and that the president is meeting right now with his uh, security council. We've got some more about uh, the president, and here's uh, Doug Thompson, or Doug O'Brien. Thank you, Ralph. Uh, an elite rescue team has begun its work at the Pentagon, the Fairfax County Urban Search and Rescue Team, marking off the area where they believe people may be located. 23,000 people work at the Pentagon. The rescuers cannot get inside because fires continue to burn there. President Bush is not in Washington. As uh, Karen Hughes indicated, he has gone on to Offutt Air Force Base outside of Omaha, Nebraska. And Compton, correspondent Ann Compton, is one of the few reporters allowed to travel with him. And she filed this report. There was no hint of any warning of the attacks that came on the East Coast today. But as you know, they always take the precaution, especially once the Pentagon was hit, that the president might be a target as well. And uh, that is why he has come to as secure a place as he could, uh, where he is trying to marshal the forces. He's also talking to some of the civilian leaders on the ground, including Mayor Giuliani and Governor Pataki. In Washington itself, a state of emergency has been declared. There is no road traffic allowed into the city. Outbound is okay. All 8,300 government buildings in Washington have been closed, and some 250,000 federal employees have been sent home. The location of President Bush's family individually uh, around the country is not being disclosed. Vice President Cheney and National Security Advisor Rice and the top people at the Federal Emergency Management Agency are working together also at an undisclosed closed location. Ralph? All right, Doug O'Brien. And we'll have more about travel. Uh, Karen Hughes was on the air during our normal travel report, and Matt Ward will be back in just a couple of minutes letting us know what's here. Because, for example, the Holland and Lincoln Tunnels are closed. Part of the George Washington Bridge is open, but some other highways have been closed, things of that nature. So we'll be hearing more about that from Matt Ward. So stay with us. Live continuing coverage here on 1010 Winds. A horrible tragedy of major blow suffered by America, in particular New York. The explosions at the World Trade Center. Two hijacked planes. Two hijacked planes crashing into the towers. The towers later collapsing. They are no more, no longer a part of the skyline of New York. But much more serious, of course, the loss of life. And we have no idea how many lives were lost today because the rescue effort is still underway. Rescue workers have had trouble getting into the tower, which is still with smoke and flames and so on. Uh, 1010 Winds reporter Juliet Pop is with us. Juliet? Ralph, I made it down to William Street, so I am now looking west on Fulton Street, and I am seeing the flames in the windows of what is left of the World Trade Center. It is the base of the towers, and it looks like about 10, 11 floors up. Uh, uh, one uh, police officer here said perhaps maybe just eight floors are left, and there appears to be flames in every window. It is an eerie sight. Uh, the further south you get, the more soot you are walking through. There's about an inch here on the ground uh, where I am right now. Uh, it is almost a deserted ghost town here. A bus just came by filled with police officers that are heading further down to the scene. Uh, but earlier when I spoke to some people that just came back 
from that location. Uh, one guy, a construction worker, just walked down because his father works in one of the buildings, and he said there are cars overturned. Uh, there are emergency vehicles everywhere uh, looking for victims, finding them. There are body bags, and he says what it, it, it's just empty where those two towering buildings used to be. I also spoke with uh, a gentleman who just came out of Beekman Towntown Medical Center. Uh, his eyes were all bandaged up. He had scratched corneas from the soot from the explosion. He was uh, just going to his office, Morgan Stanley, on the 68th floor when the explosion occurred. He managed to get out. I don't think he really even understands uh, what has happened. Uh, Juliet, we just lost you there. Juliet Papa? All right, well, we'll get back to Juliet. Obviously, communications is a big problem today. Juliet, go ahead again. Yes, uh, no, I was saying I was just talking to a victim who came out uh, from the world, uh, from downtown, Beekman downtown, with bandages over his eyes. And uh, he had been going up to Morgan Stanley, where he works on the 68th floor. And uh, the explosion occurred. He was trampled, he said, as he was trying to get out. But he did manage to escape. But he's got uh, uh, injured corneas, and he's going to have to have those bandages for a while. He's just happy he's alive. He said he saw people jumping or falling out of the building. He said it was just horrible. But these flames that are here, the flames are in every window of what is left in the World Trade Center. A very eerie, eerie sight amid all this soot. About an inch of it is what I'm walking through right now. People are bandaged. People have their masks over their faces walking around. And cops are just telling everybody to move north, move north, move out of the area. Uh, Juliet Papa, the thing right now, of course, obviously our main concern is our rescuing anybody still inside because people still might be, and to get some a sense of how many people died and how many injured. But aside from that, just the, the cleanup that you've been talking about, and we've seen some of the video, the cleanup on the streets alone, and then you think about the dislocation of all the businesses, and who knows how many businesses are in the World Trade Center. Well, I'm, I'm looking at a restaurant uh, right here with a, a flower stall outside, and it's... It's every bouquet that is outside is full of this soot. Everything. I'm looking at the newsstands, those little machines where you can get your newspaper. Everything full of soot. Cars look like they have this gray snow on top of them. And, and this is pretty far east. Uh, further west when I was on top of the building on the 17th floor, all of Battery Park City had this white film over it. So, And I was near City Hall a little while ago, and that is all, again, filled with soot. So the nature and extent of this cleanup is number one. Searching for people who were trapped in that building in elevators, in stairwells. You remember from the last explosion how people were running down stairwells. Well, this building collapsed with people in the stairwell. So you can just imagine what this rescue effort is going to be like. And as we heard, some of the people who were rescuing were among those people killed today. Yes, uh, uh, and uh, one gentleman told me that uh, uh, many of the emergency trucks were already down there after the planes went in, and then they were so rocked by that explosion and the buildings imploding uh, that they just turned over on their sides. That is 1010 Winds reporter Juliet Papa with a live report, as you could just hear, just a, some sense of what it is like down there. You're listening to 1010 Winds WINS New York and Infinity Broadcasting Station. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. 